Praise the Lord, everybody. So we're at the beginning of the new year. The last year's behind us already. And as you can tell by the announcements, time doesn't stand still. We just keep going, going, going. And our schedules are full. Our calendars are full. And I don't know about you, but starting the year off looking at the calendar, there was a part of me that wanted to cry. How many feels that way? Maybe I'm being too transparent, but life is crazy. Life is busy, and it seems like it just keeps getting busier and busier. And in that, there can be danger for us in our spiritual walk with God. And busy is not always bad, and we all are busy. I can promise you, and I say this not arrogantly at all, But just because I'm not like you, I'm very busy. And I told somebody the other day, I don't know anybody that's not overly busy. You can compare yourself and think, well, maybe I'm more busy or maybe I'm not as busy. I don't do as much as somebody else. But we all are busy. Um, I've talked about this before. My dad told me I'm more busy now that I'm older, retired, no kids at home. He goes, I don't know how this happened. It's just crazy. And I think it's the times we live in. I think it's just something that's happened. Life is crazy. Life is busy. And if we're not careful, we can get too busy and just kind of forget the important things. And so we started something, and it was kind of, it was on my heart more than than how it came about. But obviously in February, when we have time for our anniversary services, we always do a time of fasting. We always do those three days of prayer and fasting. But I talked to my husband and told him I felt like we needed to do something a little bit different starting off this new year um, and maybe having some designated prayers going forth. And I know we're not all on social media. My husband's not. I know several of you are not. So for us to say that we're going to count on that for everything is is not good because I know a lot of you are not on there. Um, however, for those of you who are on social media, I have been posting, trying to every day, specific prayers that we can bind together and be specific in our prayers. There's power in numbers. And I think if we're all praying for the same thing, I think that is very powerful. And so we're going to try to do that. But today I want to talk a little bit more about prayer and fasting. And, um, for this month, and I posted Wednesday, and if you didn't see it, that's not your fault at all. But Wednesdays until the end of this month is the day that I would like for you to set aside for specific fasting. And I'm going to get into fasting and um, not a lot of time. I have so much information. It's amazing what you can find when you start studying and searching. But if you can at all set aside your Wednesdays, and you may already do that, um, for some sort of special fasting until the end of this month. We've already got one Wednesday behind us. And I'm going to talk a little bit about different kinds of fasting and that. Um, So this is what today's going to be about. I'm going to tell you right now because I am, um, I don't know what I am Enneagram-wise. My daughters are going to college. They're doing psychology stuff. And then there's these tests that you take that's supposed to tell you what kind of person you are. And I took it one time, and I think I had four different things in me. I said, I think I'm just a, I don't know what I am. So because I'm scattered, I'm sanguine, that's another type of person, I am going to be all over the place today. So just bear with me, but I hope that you will understand my heart and get something out of what I'm talking about. 
and um, just bear with me as I get my handy-dandy notes. Okay, we talk about fasting, and a lot of us cringe. Um, oh, Lord, fasting. Growing up, um, fasting was taught on, um, and there there might be some of us or that have been taught that there's really only one way to fast. And if you get into scriptures, that is not, that's not the case. There are different kinds of fasting in the Bible. And um, so we're going to talk about fasting a little bit more in depth right now. Fasting, what is it? Fasting is a spiritual discipline that is taught in the Bible. He, Jesus expects his followers to fast. And that he said that he rewards fasting. Now, right off the bat, we have to get the mentality out, well, I'm going to fast so God will give me this. Because that's not how that works. His rewarding to us may be totally different than the rewarding we think we're going to get. And if you fast, you go around, you're not supposed to go around telling everybody you're fasting. Hey, I'm fasting today. I'm, I'm, I'm fasting. Yeah, I'm spiritual. No. We don't do that either. Now, there's times that people in your household are going to know you ha- you're going on this fast. There's times that you're going to have to, you will have to share that you are, but you don't do it in a, a, a bragging way. You have to be meek about it. So the Bible says in Matthew 6, 16 through 18, and I did not give Sister Star this ahead of time, but Sister Star, will you get Matthew 6, 16 through 18 up on the screen? Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, excuse my voice, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly." So that's just kind of summing up what I said. You, it's not to it's not to get recognition of what you're doing, and um, but let's get in more detail about fasting. There are many good reasons and that we should fast. And the Bible talks about different times when people fasted in the Bible, but fasting it, it demonstrates our depth and desire for our we want God to do something. Now, God has called me to personal fast, and I'm going to just be so transparent. Sometimes those very specific callings to me when he's asked me to do these extended fasts, I remember very vividly, I felt that nudging. I've never heard God's audible voice, but you know what I mean. I felt that nudging, and my flesh immediately was like, oh. So I did this. (laughs) God, if this is really you. When I open up my calendar, what I feel you telling me to do, it will be exactly the amount of days you're telling me for this specific thing. I had no idea. I didn't even know what the day of the week was. And sure enough, I opened up my calendar, and there it was, all those days that he had told me he wanted me to do this type of extended fast. Right on. Pretty much if you get the nudging to fast, it's not really ever going to be the enemy. (laughs) It's going to be the Lord. And our flesh immediately is like, oh, let me tell you this, when you're fasting and you're at work and somebody brings in donuts, 
well, the Lord must understand and must be. That's not always the case either. I've had that happen. Um, and I do want to say this too. Like I said, I'm going to be all over the place. Um, this is a whole nother lesson in itself. How we view God sometimes affects all these areas of our walk with God and how we feel like God's going to respond to us. Um, I grew up feeling, and it was self-imposed really, um, because of my insecurities, I grew up feeling like I was always disappointing God. How many struggle with that? Always felt like I'm not doing it good enough. So in that, it bled over into like my prayer and fasting. And if I would set out to fast, an extended fast, and I would not make it, the guilt that I allowed the enemy to put on me was torturous. I actually would worry what's going to happen bad in my life. What's going to happen bad to somebody in my family because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So let's get that mentality, throw it out the door. That's not how God works. He honors sacrifice. He's not a cruel God waiting for you to mess up so he can say, well, you messed up, so I'm going to punish you. That is not the God we serve. So if you've struggled your whole life, and I mean, it took me years, and I really didn't start getting a better understanding, I said, until I became a parent, how much God really does. But I'm going to tell you right now, sitting here, God is not up there waiting for you to mess up, and so he can punish you. He's not that kind of God. And, and um, so starting out this fasting business, what we're talking about, um, I'm wanting us to, from this Wednesday on, there will be 21 days left of this month. And I want us to be in specific prayer and fasting. We've been having specific uh, things come across Facebook. But I'm going to hand out a paper at the end of this in, in, or in the middle when I'm talking about it. And we'll go on about that just in just a minute. It releases God's supernatural power. It is a tool that we can use when there is opposition to God's will. Satan would like nothing better than to cause division, discouragement, defeat, depression, and doubt among us. But when we unite in prayer and fasting, he, can't, he doesn't stand a chance. And I'm going to tell you, it's God's will for there to be unity in this church. It's God's will for there to be unity in your home. It's God's will for you to have unity with one another, with your friends. The devil is the one that likes to cause division. The devil is the one that likes to cause strife, depression, anxiety, fear. That's not God's will. So it's very important that we understand that there is, there are many reasons why we should fast. Often in the Bible, God's people fasted immediately before a major victory, before they got a miracle, before they received an answer to prayer. It prepared them for their blessing. Moses fasted before he received the Ten Commandments. See, some of this I've been raised in church since I was eight years old, and I did not know some of this. He fasted before he received the Ten Commandments. Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water, and he wrote on the tablets the word of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. The Israelites fasted before a miraculous victory. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. It is already in Hazazon Tamar. And he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. 
Daniel fasted in order to receive guidance from God. If you need answers, try fasting. Nehemiah fasted before beginning a major building project. I'm going to insert right here. We're not building a new building, but we are going to see some changes around here. And I'm going to stand here boldly and tell you, please get behind us in this. We've been here 20 years, and aside from pretty much having to redo the back due to a flood, we've not really touched this building. So please get behind Pastor and I in what we're getting ready to do. Don't grumble. Don't complain. I feel boldness right now, and you may not ever have me back up here. I'm, I'm usually worried about what people think, but I feel boldness right now to tell you, please do not mumble Grumble and complain if you see changes around here you don't like. If you have nothing nice to say, please zip it. Thank you, Brother Larry, for that hand wave and getting behind me. I appreciate that. And I hope everybody else does too. I hope you trust us. Know that you're not going to walk in here and see neon green or anything like that. But it's time for an update. And yes, God cares more about the people inside of this building. And I've said that for 20 years too. That's the most important thing. But I like updating my house when I can. I like updating my clothes when I can. Why not update the inside of our church, which is God's church, for people to come in and make it look beautiful? Thank you. I just felt the spirit on that one. And I'll go home and worry for three days what I just said. But, oh, well. (laughs) Because I'm an Enneagram something. I don't know. Jesus fasted during his victory over temptation. You having temptations that you feel like you can't get over? You, you having temptations that you feel like you just can't overcome? Fasting is a cure. The first Christians fasted during decision-making times. You have a big decision to make, and you don't know which way to go, and you, you feel like you're struggling. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting... The Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Now, remember that fasting is not earning an answer to prayer. God cannot be blackmailed by human effort. God wants to answer our prayers, and he answers out of grace. Grace, fasting simply prepares us for God's answer. I want to read that again. Fasting doesn't always give us the answer we want, but it will prepare us to receive the answer that God's going to give us. All right. I'm skipping down to some other things. In the Bible, we observe the people of God fasting for a variety of reasons. They were facing a crisis, they were seeking God's protection and deliverance. They had been called to repentance and renewal. They were asking God for guidance, and they were humbling themselves in worship. Those are main reasons why they, they demonstrated fasting in the Bible. And so now I'm going to switch gears for a minute. And um, Emma, can you help me, please? And I just, uh, do you care, Christopher, to take some of these and pass out over there? Thank you. I appreciate it to all those over there. I'm going to keep talking while they get these out to you. 
Beginning a fast of any kind or duration is a great undertaking, one to be taken seriously and one to couple with prayer. Actually, the two most definitely go together. Jesus said it best, some things just cannot be accomplished without both prayer and fasting. All right, so here's where I'm going to tell you there's different kinds of fasting while they're passing these out. Um, There's a whole fast where you do without anything except for water. Realistically, not everybody in this room can do that. Health reasons, medications, you can't do it. And we are supposed to use wisdom. So I want you to know you you don't have to feel like, well, I've got to do this kind of fast or I'm not going to be pleasing to God. You have to you have to use wisdom and God understands that. Once again, I felt like when I was younger, if I didn't do just water, I was not really doing a fast. Thankfully, my eyes have been opened. If you have medical reasons, you cannot do a complete fast like that. You still have other ways you can fast. Um, My mother-in-law used to tell me her mom would always do a Jewish fast is what they called it, which the real Jewish fast would be from sundown to sundown, um, a whole 24-hour span like that. But sometimes you can set up and get up in the morning and say, I'm fasting until supper tonight. I'm going to do without. Some of you might be like, well, that's no big deal to me. I can go forever without food. Well, let me tell you, I get up, I'm ready to eat something as soon as my feet hit the floor. I have become a breakfast eater. It's hard for me to give up breakfast. Some of you, that may be the most important meal to you. And so just to give up breakfast is truly fasting for you and sacrificing. So when it comes to food... Use wisdom and know what's to sacrifice. My husband's made it comical. He could say he's fasting 40 days coffee. That's not a fast for my husband. He hates coffee. For me, he said 40 years he could fast coffee, and he he has pretty much. Yeah. Um, He did drink coffee when he was a little boy until he saw little bugs in it. The little grounds got in there, and that just scarred him, I guess. I don't know why he doesn't like coffee. He thinks it stinks. Thank you so much. (laughs) some of us might have to give up coffee some of us might have to give up coke the real thing pepsi brother casey i know you're not running the aisles on that (laughs) sweets for me god called me on a specific fast for sweets and That might not seem like a big deal for you all, but it was a huge deal for me. I mean, it was not easy. And so um, there's all kinds of fasting that you can do. Um, If you have a schedule, you really just can't give up food at all. And this might hit a lot of us even a little bit harder than food. Social media. You can fast social media. You can fast that TV show that you have every day at 3 p.m. or 5 p.m. or something. You've got to see this. This is You're invested in it. Think of something that really, truly would really interrupt your schedule. How can I say it better than that? Something that really will interrupt your life. That's something that you can fast. It could be an extracurricular activity that you love to do golfing, fishing, sewing. If you just do it for recreation reasons, um, sometimes God will say, hey, I want you to just not do this for a few weeks. I want you to... So listen, be in tune to him and listen to what he's asking you to do. So starting this Wednesday, if I calculated right, and I hope I did because 
I'm pretty sure Wednesday through the end of January is 21 days. And I handed out this things. And you, if you have a pen, you can take little notes on this. Um, I'm just going to go through them briefly of what these days mean. Day one of our last 21 days of February. And I believe this is going to even lead us into something so incredible for that anniversary weekend for First Church. As my husband said, we... We would love nothing more for than you all to be a part of every bit of that. Our Saturday luncheon is for our church family, and we are inviting, extending it to some ministries and their ministers and their families. But it's really this is for us. Every there's other people coming Friday night and probably joining us Sunday, Saturday. We would love for you to be there um, to to be with us to celebrate there as well. So day one, praise, Wednesday. Now, on top of that, remember I asked Wednesdays to be your day that you set aside something specific for fasting. And I just went over different kinds that you can do. You're not limited to just Wednesdays. If, you, if in this process you feel God nudging you, hey, I want to do this more than just Wednesday. I feel like I need to, to do a little bit more. Do that. You will not ever do too much for the Lord when it comes to that. Day one, praise. We want to begin these 21 days with praise. In the book of Daniel chapter 9, Daniel is praying for his country, which is caught in sin and rebellion and needing the mercies of God. But he begins with praise. We praise before anything else. We praise God before we ask him for anything at all. Praise him before we confess. Praise him before... Um, we do anything else, he's worthy, and we should always come to his throne with praise and thanksgiving before we petition. He's worthy of glory, praise, and honor. And we thank him for another day. So Wednesday when you get up, and I'm going to post these on Facebook and keep these papers with you for those of you who are not social media. We praise God. We have many things to praise him for. The first thing when we wake up, we can praise him because we have breath in our body strength. Give him praise for a right mind. Give him praise because he's kept you in your sound mind. Praise him for his mighty acts and praise him for his greatness. God is so good. That's what we're going to do Wednesday. We're making it a day of praise. Don't ask him for anything on Wednesday. Okay. Day two, confession. We're going to confess we've all sinned, and not just before we got the Holy Ghost. If you're sitting here and have the Holy Ghost, you've sinned again since you've gotten it. You don't, you're not free from sin just because you get the Holy Ghost. We all have to repent because we all struggle with sin. Your sin just might be a little different than mine. We, we've dealt with iniquity, wickedness. Well, I'm not wicked. Why don't you read scriptures and, ta- and see what God tells us about wickedness? I think it would surprise all of us. We, ha- we have wickedness in us. Rebellion. Ignoring. Daniel talks about ignoring the prophets. Ignoring the, the men of God in your life. The people that God has put over you. And ignoring the voice of God. How many has been guilty? You know God has told you something and you still didn't listen to him. I have. Confession doesn't surprise God. He already knows everything about us. Confession helps us realize who we are and our need for change. 
So that's confession. That's day two. And um, what time is it? Oh, dear. I'm going to hurry. I want to get through these, so I'm going to read them fast. Forgiveness. We ask for forgiveness, and we ask God to help us with forgiveness. That's a hard one for all of us, if we're being honest. The Bible says, though, how can he forgive us if we don't forgive one another? It's in the book, and it's, it's, it's right. Sacrifice. Fasting is sacrifice. And that's what we're doing on Wednesdays. But we're going to sacrifice in other areas. Spend time in, with God every day. Sacrifice your time. Day five. There is no better time than to draw closer to God. We want to ask him to, to saturate us with his fire and a desire for him. Make your prayer that he will just engulf you with his, with his spirit. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, God can fill you with the Holy Ghost. He wants to give you that fire. It's not about me, God, but I want to praise you. I'm going to get my heart ready, and I want to be saturated with fire. Unbelief. If you struggle with unbelief for whatever the reason, ask God to help you and tell him you're willing to to do whatever it takes for him to help you with your unbelief. We all struggle with that for one reason or the other. And a lot of the times it's because life, we've all been disappointed. And that gets into us and we struggle with unbelief that God can do anything. Pray for patience and endurance. Day eight, ask God to reveal any idols in your life. Idols aren't, we picture Buddha-type things that sit in front of us. We all have some idols. Ask God to reveal the idols in your life and that he'll help you tear them down. Day nine, ask God to renew in you a right spirit and to restore in you the joy of salvation. Some of us have lost our joy and our strength is almost gone because of it. God can give you your joy back. Just ask Lulabelle. Day 10, obedience. Ask God to help you be obedient to his word, number one, that you would be obedient to his word and that you would be obedient to the things that have been asked of you, even from your pastor, from those over you. Ask him to help you to be humble in your obedience. Day 11, relationship. First of all, your relationship with God is number one important. And then ask him to strengthen your relationships with your family, with your friends. Help it, ask him to reveal relationships that are not of him, friendships that are not of him. I've say it, I say it, I've said it to my girls since they were little. There's people that are either going to help you get to heaven or there's people that are going to help you get to hell. Ask God to reveal the people in your life that maybe, hey, they're not in my best interest of my walk with God. That's not wrong. That doesn't make you a non-Christian. It makes you, you have to worry about your soul and doing what's right. Day 12, the word. Ask God to help you hunger for the word. I was talking to Sister B today, and we were talking about something, and I don't even remember the conversation, but I said, oh, if we would just hunger. Oh, she was talking about the scripture, how she gets one and just feeds on it. I said, Sister B, if we would all just hunger for the word of God like we hunger for 
natural food, how much better of a person would we be? How much more like God would we be? Pray that God will help you hunger for the word. Pray that God will help you to realize what you're reading and give you revelation when you study his word. There's something new in there, even if you've read it over and over again. God can give you a fresh new revelation. Day 14, ask God to help you with wrestling the enemy. How many knows that we fight an enemy every single day? We are in a war. We're fighting. We wrestle not against blood and, and all the and principalities, but against darkness, the rulers. How does that go? <laughs> I don't have the scripture in front of me. Day 15, the gospel is what? The good news. Ask God to help us to be able to have the boldness to share the good news with somebody. Day 16, intervention. The book of 2 Chronicles is the location of one of the more famous prayers in the Bible. It is a word from the Lord to his people, instructing them that if they would pray, he would hear and answer. The good news is that the prayer still applies today, and so does his promise to answer. Now more than ever, our nation, our world needs God's intervention. We need him to step on the scene and do a miraculous work. How many of you are in the waiting room? Are you tired of waiting, weary, doubting God even hears your prayers? Waiting is difficult, but God gives us an example in his word of a group of people who were told to go and to wait. Acts 2, does that sound familiar? That key word in there is they had to go and wait. Day 18, pray that God will let you see that it's not about you giving up more of you to get more of him. Less of me, more of thee, O Lord. How do we reflect on ourselves that we can get ourselves out of the way? Ask God to help you to get you out of the way so he can have his way. Have you ever been so fearful that you didn't even know which way to turn? Pacing the floor kind of fear. I know people that have. Every child of God has battled fear of some sort. Ask God to help you trust him. Psalms 56.3 says, Oh, Lord Jesus, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? You have not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. These scriptures talk about fear, but we can overcome that fear. Day 20, ask God to help us to not judge. We are not the judge. And we can be kind of judgmental and say we're not being judging when we say it, but yet we are. Ask God to help us. We can love people. We don't condone things, but we're not the judges. Day 21. And we're doing this as a church family. Ask God that it, he will unify First Church like it has never been unified before. That our hearts would all be together and that we would see the revival. This is the only way this revival is coming to Kennett First Church is because we have to be unified. So more than anything, ask God through all of it to help you to be unified with your brother and sister, with pastor and the leadership of this church. I hope that this has made sense and, and this will be a good guideline for you. Take notes when you're in a season of prayer and fasting is a good time to get a little journal. 
write out things that you're wanting God to do. Write out things you feel like God has told you through this time of, that you've set aside for him. You can do more than what we've asked, but every Wednesday till now from the end to the end of January, please set aside some type of something for a specific fast. God bless you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. There are some things that we won't have and can't see unless we are willing to do what the word tells us to do. We must pray and we must fast. And I pray that God would empower and equip you to do just that. As she mentioned, we're going to be fasting and praying on Wednesday, Wednesday specifically. And the first day of February will be a time of foot washing and communion that will conclude a three-day fast as we lead into our anniversary weekend. God bless you. Take just a few moments break. And we're going to begin at 1055 with a time of prayer for many, many needs that we and people of First Church have. God God bless you.